What's up, family? Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapel. It is early, early Sunday morning, 3.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, a.k.a. NYC time. And we're going to be talking about sex and drugs. That's the topic that I wanted to discuss for this episode. Um, that is what everybody's favorite is sex, drugs, money, right? success, fame, whatever, but um, it's a subject that I was inspired to do because I ran across an article that was entitled, I Can't Have Sex Without Being Stoned, and I thought uh, that was a very interesting topic. I thought it was, I'm not knowing it's an interesting topic. I think that it's just super relatable to a lot of people. Um, some people can have sex sober just fine and there's nothing wrong with that for them. And then of course, if they have a drink, whether it's with their significant other or whatever, um, then of course it just enhances it more. And then of course, if they add other things, it just makes it better and better and better, which is where I think most people started off with sex. I think most people started off with sex. They were sober, right? When you learn to first like sex, in my opinion, I think, you know, I know I was sober, but then as we got older and we, you know, liquor became legal and some people were drinking before they were even legal to drink, let's be honest, um, experimenting and whatnot, people, you know, formed addictions. As we grow older, we'd like to drink a lot, food addictions, it doesn't matter, um, drug addictions, but especially when it comes to drugs you st- and, and, and sex, which is a part of life, but then if you add drugs into the mix, you know, you get a different kind of experience, so to speak, you know what I mean? So I don't find the title of this woman's article to be unusual at all as a matter of fact I would that's one of the main reasons I wanted to bring the you know the topic to the to the table for discussion here at Chapel's Corner um this is not to necessarily judge anyone but we will be talking today about drugs we will be talking today about uh the various forms of drugs that are usually associated with sex uh the dangers of said drugs um, I will share with you two articles, one with, uh, that I mentioned already, and the other ones just share women, specifically women's experiences with um, drug addiction and sex, or what it made them do under certain drugs, so we know what, what they did sexually, or whatever their experiences were. And then, um, you know, obviously I'll share my own personal experiences and thoughts. So, um... I was supposed to do an episode earlier and didn't get a chance to do that because I was all caught up in the Living Single Marathon um, TV1 is having. It started last night, well, it's Sunday morning now, so I should say Friday evening at 6 p.m. And it's been going on nonstop and it will be going on up until Monday morning, 5.30 a.m. If anybody wants to tune in or some of you have already been watching, so... I'm super geeked and fired up. I don't know. I just feel like I've been having a lot of signs. You know, life, a lot of things come full circle in life. And lately, recently, I was telling the family that um, Kim Coles, who plays Sinclair James on The Family, is um, a friend to the show she was she followed. And I was like, I was joking around, and I said, I don't know if she did that by mistake or the PR did it or whatever, but she's still there. She still follows, and, and it's really dope. But it's also now the anniversary. I've always caught the show since I've been young, and on and off over the years, especially um, in high school, but mostly in college, I remember, and, and ever since, it's just on and off. And of course, when TV1 came back, a lot of shows came back, actually, like Martin had started coming back. 
And, um, you know, it just kind of, um, I don't know. I guess you could say it's kind of like um, going back down memory lane. But what I love so much about the show is not only the ladies, but, you know, the characters and what they represented. So growing up, I could always relate to Sinclair because she was always silly and funny. And I always was, too, or was the crazy one in my in my group or the one that could make people laugh. And then you had um, Maxine Shaw, attorney at law, who I was the second person I gravitated to because I wanted to be an attorney. And I just always thought she was just so feisty. And I love the way she was just um, a man-eater, right? Because even when I was younger, I had, like, these man-eater tendencies. So she was just kind of like, you know, she was, like, big pimping. <laughs> you know, getting hubs. She had a bag right and everything. She could eat the whole damn fridge and never gain a, you know, a weight or anything like that. But that was cool. And then Regine was just somebody I just always was just obviously was just always so glamorous. And I've always loved her as Tootie from the Facts of Life. I even learned my my first cap after her. Anyway, um, as I got older, though, and Khadijah's always cool because she was just hilarious. Come on, Queen Latifah's just always been dope ever since UNITY and all of that. So long story short, as I got older, though, I related more to um, Khadijah with the entrepreneur business. But when I looked at them and I was watching it today, I was like, yeah, what a healthy, um, good show to be on TV. That and Martin. Um, I liked what T.C. Carson said during the interview. They asked him, um, like, you know, how he felt about the show. And he said that you had shows like um, The Cosby Show. And then he said there was there was another show that he'd been like, Family Matters. And they all stayed, like, you know, good black families and and, 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 and and specifically Claire Huxtable and Cliff Huxtable being a older um, positive role models. And then, of course, the kids on um, Family Matters and the Cosby show were great um, black children role models. But he said you never really got to see like the in-between. And then, of course, the different world was like black, but college. But he said you never really got to see like the after what, you know, like the good, the good, um, you know, the good role model kids for after college. And you did get that with shows like Martin, but I also feel like Living Single was one of the shows that did that. So if you haven't checked it out, you can do that because it's definitely running and it'll be running on until um, Monday morning at 530. Hmm. Okay. Now, sex and drugs. That's what everybody want to talk about. Sex and drugs. Sex and drugs. Sex and drugs. All right. So let's get into it. <clears throat> All right. Now, if we're honest, or women, we'll talk about like women right now. Not necessarily that it's always in per- it pertaining to women, but right now we're going to talk about women. Um, from some girls, sex isn't sex unless it comes with a generous portion of coke, MDMA, or weed. You know, it's just a fact. But it's not just women. It goes for men, like I said. But right now, we're focusing again on women. I don't want to keep stressing it, but bear with me. So sex and drugs have always been used together for as long as they've been both. And as many know, there are some drugs or many drugs that can enhance sex. So let's take a you know, look at a few of those drugs now, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I compiled my little list here. And I'm going to start with the... Uh, the number one drug and everybody's favorite, marijuana, a marijuana, or bud, weed, grass, Mary Jane, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, marijuana usually gets the top spot on the sex enhancing dress list, right? And that's for several reasons. One, it's safe. It's uh, super safe. It's becoming more and more legal. So more people are um, getting access to it. Shout out to Colorado and California. It definitely relaxes um you as a person it loosens inhibitions and overall creates a peaceful state of mind and a peaceful high 
um, many people that find that um, they like when they use marijuana or they smoke marijuana that it's it, it allows them to basically reach some kind of spiritual connection with their partner um, obviously it takes one marijuana or being high of marijuana insects is like a really really good feeling but then I was looking at this all right and then I've learned about this thing called the blue extreme do y'all know about that I don't know what that is because it's not necessarily a drug it's like a natural aphrodisiac that um really does work it says that it's perfectly safe and it's manufactured as a food supplement and that it can also act as a natural stimulant and that when a when a male takes it because um, I guess it's for males only that they will be ready to go for 24 hours straight. So this doesn't have any side effects or bad side effects. So on the top two list, as far as good, this is supposed to be the good list. <clears throat> then they um, brought up LSD, but um, I'm not sure how LSD. It just says acid can enhance sex by heightening awareness, which increases intimacy during sex. I have no knowledge of um, LSD, but the next drug I want to get to is one drug that I know a lot of people has either heard of, experimented with, or know people who has experimented with this drug, and that is the drug MDMA. MDMA, also known as the party drug, okay? Or could also be known as ecstasy, too. So, pretty much the drug, as most people know, creates a feeling of euphoria. And many people who use it say that um, it dramatically enhances sex. Like, ultimately. Not only that, not just sex, but you're, you're, you're social, you become extremely social. And then, like, if you go to club parties or raves, or a lot of kids use it at raves or whatever, because, like, uh, something about music and MDMA and ecstasy go hand in hand. But when you're talking about, like, is this feeling of, like, wanting to have sex and stuff, uh, yeah, it just puts you, like, in that state. So people pop e-pills, and then not only that, you're going to stay up all night and want to. So I'll have an article later on I'm going to share where this woman, women openly talk about their experiences on um, sexual experiences on coke. MDMA and the article where the woman admits that she can't have sex without getting stoned. It's just solely marijuana. So we're going to just, you know, we're going to dive in and get it. But for now, we're just exploring this. So, yeah, I really want to talk about um, MDMA because it's a black market drug, as most people know. And the purity of the drug MDMA is always in question. Okay, as far as like what if the ones who are using it and popping, you know, you know, the purity level is it 100% pure? It's never 100% pure, so that's something I want to talk about as well. And even though it's not 100% pure, there's still factors of other drugs that they will mix in there that will still give you the same effects of being sexually driven and, and making sex sexually enhanced and, and, and extreme like lowering your inhibition to the point that you have no inhibition at all and probably just be doing some wild stuff. Uh, un, you know, un, irresponsibly that you probably wouldn't do if you weren't under the influence of it, or if you if you um were taking the purest form of this drug. Now, oh boy, um, I know for a fact that MDMA is not necessarily as negative as it is been widely um said to be lately, but I'll talk about that a little bit later anyway. So um. What's next on this MDMA? Because I really want to talk about this. I was like a little drug education. I really wanted to. Somebody have got to talk about MDMA, ecstasy, but really MDMA in the form of Molly. Right now, I want to talk about Molly, which is the same damn thing. All right. So when it comes to drugs education, it's best 
um, in my opinion, that the best policy is to study and know what the hell you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So drug education is a must. You know what I mean? You don't, don't, don't just be using drugs and don't know what the hell's going on or what the hell you're using, you know what I'm saying, or the factors behind, you know, what it is. So one of the things that I'm going to stress if you are using it is that you should always try to test it. And there's always a reason why it's important to test it. And you should always test it. Okay. Molly has been making big headlines lately and for a lot of good reasons. Some of those reasons or the main reasons include celebrities like Future, Rick Ross, Cardi B, Fresh Montana, Miley Cyrus, Lil Wayne, Kanye, Juicy J, Madonna, Rihanna. It's too many people just been talking about it. And again, Molly is an old ass drug. It's not a new drug. It's just an old drug with a new name. Okay, it's really just a powdered form of MDMA, and it has been around for several decades. Again, I mentioned before, it's taken usually for club parties and raves. But the point that I would like to stress to people is that Molly is often mixed with other drugs, straight up and down. It is. Ain't no often. It just period is, and they um, can produce dangerous combinations. So some of the things it's cut with, if you're not aware, is meth. Okay. Um, bath salts, speed or LSD, and God only knows what else. I mean, they do the same thing with coke, but I mean, you know, you get, you, you just get bad batches of shit. You get good batches, you get a good batch of shit, and you get a bad batch of shit. The only thing is, like, by the time you get a bad batch, you know, you know who, it could be too late. So now these celebrities, though, at the top, I'm pretty sure that any drug that they get or I want I have access to from drugs down to MDMA, down to coke, down to meth, down to whatever, down to the loudest of the loud of the loud, okay, that they keep on deck. I'm pretty sure that it's top of the line, grade A shit, okay, because they're celebrities. They have they have access to it. You know, there's no reason for them to be to be getting street level shit unless I guess it was like they were super desperate. So they might be experiencing MDMA on the purest form, which is, like, totally healthy. But when they're advertising it or promoting it to kids, they, these kids, are, you know, people are getting it on the street market value. And um, meth will give you the same effects of being horny and stuff like that. Meanwhile, you're thinking it's the MDMA effect, but really you're, you're, you're on meth. Now, <clears throat> it's like what they call Molly these days or what I would refer to it as Cause, cause it's like it's like what's behind door number one. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you're really playing like Russian roulette. It's like it's like a mystery bag, or like the mystery meat of drugs. You understand what I'm trying to say? Like, well, you 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 don't want to be playing around with stuff um too um much like that. So again, um, based on studies, it shows that the purity of ecstasy and Molly dropped from seventy to eighty percent pure. MDMA down to only 30% pure, which means that 70% of the contents or mixture is unknown. But they said a good 40% of that 70% is straight up bath salts. Well, I'm just letting you know that right now. Okay. Okay. And, and that's, that, you know, that's a huge job. How you go from 70 to 80% uh, pure down to 30. I'm just, just letting you know if you know somebody or whatever. Now, <clears throat> That's a huge drop, and one that is understandably um, 
you know, worrying. And then you want to know why these people is popping up in the hospital. But then at the same time, a perfectly decent drug that have that scientists and, and, and researchers have already been studying. And that and LSD, I don't know too much about LSD, but I know that they've definitely been studying MDMA because they want to try to control and use it just like they do marijuana. Because the pure form is, it does have benefits to help like depression. Hell, their serotonin levels go through the damn roof. And your serotonin levels is that chemical in your brain that make you feel happy. You know, but again, when you come down from this bad MDMA, you know, uh, you, you get these bad come downs where you, your serotonin levels are completely depleted and your brain naturally can't produce them on its own for some time. It takes a very long time. Meanwhile, you're in this depressive state and probably going to cause you to either keep using again. But the point is, it's not pure MDMA. But again, it does have the potential to make depression go away. Um... Lastly, if you still want to use it, you know, it's up to you. Everybody's, you know, do their own thing. You know, especially if you're using it as a sex drug, just test the kit. If, if, if they're cheap, you can go online, you can just buy it or whatever. It's super inexpensive. Now, next thing we're going to get through as a drug that's used for sex is alcohol. Alcohol, as we know, is probably one of the most commonly used drugs for um, initiating or enhancing sexual intercourse obviously it removes social inhibition like a lot of these other drugs that i named and um the funny thing about it is though some people do enjoy it i guess if you you don't get too drunk because there's such a thing as having too much of anything or too much of any drug and it can ruin experience but not all people enjoy sex after drinking you know some enjoy it less and then you have drugs like cocaine the cocaina the other party drug now same thing I want to say about Molly, but I didn't get to mention it, but I'm going to say it about cocaine. Don't expect to enjoy if you're especially if it's a male, if you're with a male and you both took it like for you as a woman, you're going to be you're horny. He's going to be horny as well. But don't expect to enjoy sex if you take it with a guy, because while it might you make you feel like all wrapped up, pumped up, ready to go, like you're ready to just like ride a pogo stick and everything. Um, the guy on his end, his equipment might have another opinion. There's a lot of guys that can't get it up on coke. It's a very sad thing, but they still use it because they like the drug. Born to come down to sex is whatever. Now, if a man doesn't use it or if he, if he uses it, but he controls over the night and gets a woman that's on it and he can, you know. But then you got, you have kids. I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen this and done research on this. It's how bad sex and drugs is getting, guys. <laughs> Women. There's men out here who pop Molly. They pop, they do coke or something. They do it so much, right? Actually, they tell you, they tell you that they tell people that if you do sex with ecstasy and Molly, that it actually ruins your sex life. Because shit like that will happen, like what this woman will say. Now you can't do the shit without popping the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like so you don't enjoy sex as much. And so guys, um, not only did it ruin their sex life, there's a lot of people that said that Molly or E ruined their sex life because now they can't necessarily really enjoy it anymore unless they're they're doing it on under the influence of it. And um some guys, the ones that can't get hard, they're popping Viagra while they're on the E. So they'll do like a E Viagra mix. Or maybe, I don't know, I just learned about this Blue Extreme stuff. But they'll do like a, they have to. Because that's the only way they're going to be able to enjoy the benefits of the coke. As far as being able to stay up all night, feel horny as fuck. And then at the same time, take the sex enhancement pill drug thing to, to, to override or kind of combat the impotency limp shit. So they can fuck all night. But then now they body gets used to the sex enhancements drug that they're not even supposed to be taking because they're way too young to be taking it. But because they're messing with these drugs. I'm just like, you know, this is how it works. You know what I'm saying? You start start messing up your body. Now, there's supposed to be this other thing called Foxy. I didn't really get into that. I don't know. But 
it's a bad drug and meth crystal meth very very dangerous drug um addiction can happen um based on simple casual use you know and it's a very very highly addictive drug again it loses inhibition and male users always want to have sex on it as well there's a lot of meth that's also mixed in with uh, molly i'd like to say that's like the other 30 percent of the combination as well they cut it with anything you know what i mean you just don't know anymore and especially if you're not testing it <clears throat> ketamine they say that is called a special K. It's a horse tranquilizer used by vets to, to put horses down. It's a party drug, and it's made famous by the gay community. I'm like, what? It says that it makes users feel relaxed, and it also loosens up certain reflexes. So this drug tranquilizes and relaxes certain reflexes, like the gag reflex and the tightening of said certain orifices. Well, I see why the gay community is a fan. <laughs> Apparently, you ain't got no gag reflex, and you can't feel nothing. You can't tighten up your orifices. Oh, shoot. Again, it loosens inhibitions to the point that it is not recommended for those who don't want to practice safe or those who want to practice safe sex. So, damn, it loosens inhibitions to the point that it is not recommended for those who want to have safe sex. Yeah, you know, that pretty much completes my list. But as we know, there's other things that can, um, I don't know, well, chemsex. I want to bring up chemsex now. Chemsex is rather interesting. Oh, man. Um... All right, so pretty much it's gay men and men who have sex with men, also known as SMSM, with the use of certain drugs, though, and these drugs are chemical drugs. Now, there's three chems or three chemicals involved, three chemical drugs, okay? And those chemical drugs is methamphetamine, again, because I keep saying meth will make you feel the same way. That's why they put a lot of meth in that molly up in there. Uh, meth, a drone, and something that's for GHB and GBL. These things stand for really long things, but they're shortened for GHB and GBL. Now, crystal meth can be swallowed, snorted, injected, or smoked. It makes people feel alert and lively. It can also make people feel um, like agitated and paranoid. So, crystal meth gives you heart problems too, psychosis problems. You can have long-term mental health problems and brain damage. I like to stress all the all the negative side effects of it because all the sexual stuff and some of these drugs that certain people are using, not everybody, but, you know, I, I had no idea about chemsex. I was learning about this just doing through the study, but the more you know. Then uh, the GHB-GBL situation can be an oily liquid or capsule, which is swallowed, and it produces a feeling of euphoria organ reducing inhibitions like all of these things you know you just don't do you know you just ah man some of them load them a little too much though you know that's why a lot of people who take certain hard drugs they black out and they wake up they don't even know what the hell they're doing they're waking up with people they don't know they don't even know if they use protection or not that's you know certain like this like if things get crazy both drugs are dangerous though and um can lead to fatality especially when used with alcohol and we know that's the other dangerous thing that goes on these days so there's a lot of mixing up the drugs so with that drug, you have a lot of risks like coma, unconsciousness, or death, which is why a lot of fatalities happen. And then a lot of people find themselves helpless in those situations because, again, it's a, um, these chemicals, like one, some of the guys I told you, one of these things, special case, a horse tranquilizer. Some of these uh, drugs are leaving you helpless, which says a lot of people fall victims of sexual assault because of that. So I don't know. But the participants of ChemSex report that the drugs allow them to have sex for a long period of time. And... Um, by using the drugs, they just feel 
like they get a better sense of connection with the partner that they're with, especially with crystal meth. And when they're doing it with strangers or people they never met before, um, I don't know, it just helps them to connect with them better, leaving their personal issues behind. That's how one man described it. He just, he leaves his personal issues behind. He feels like he's connected with the person, even if they're a stranger and that his self-esteem and intimacy issues just seem to go away. And that's all that I have for the list of drugs. Um, gonna take a quick break. But when I come back, I want to discuss the first article that I can't have sex without getting stoned by Kelly Lonergan on Bold.com and um, why more women are having sex on drugs by Kate Lloyd on Bradley.Vice.com. You know, remind me of that Drake song. I don't usually do this unless I drop, but uh, I'm both right now and I need you in my life. Yeah, I don't usually do this unless I'm drunk and I'm high, but I'm both right now. (laughs) I said I'm both. (laughs) Let me stop. (laughs) No, seriously. You got to be able to enjoy sex, I think, sometimes um, sober. You know, you can't be be out here depending on that stuff because it's going to make you an addict, especially if you like sex and now you're going to be addicted to sex and then plus you can't do sex without this thing. And then, of course, there's articles with people who um, say they can't have sex without being drunk. So maybe you're not a stone. You know, maybe you're like, oh, I don't do drugs. Yeah, but maybe you're just, yeah, I put alcohol on the list, didn't I? Anyway, be back in a little bit. Chop what's going on. So yesterday I wasn't here or I was distracted. Well, I was supporting living singles 25 years. That's what I was doing. But um, after I drop this episode later on today, I will, I will uh, to make up, do another episode. But we are back. Y'all ready for Labor Day? Labor Day is next week. Not this Monday, next Monday. But um, that's it. A lot of these kids going back to school down south. I see a lot of funny back-to-school commercials. Walmart got a really good one. But um, we're back talking about sex and drugs. Sex and drugs. A drogi. And uh, some of them is pharmaceutical. Why women, or why more women are having sex on drugs? By Kate Lloyd. All right. She says, when Nicola and Matt hooked up, at a New Year's Eve party, it was the start of three years of drug-fueled sex sessions. So these two basically would book up a hotel room in this article where they would go to this guy's parents' house while his parents were away. And each time that she would hook up, this girl Nicola, who's going to share with us her experience, every time she would hook up with this guy, he'd bring over a couple grams of MDMA or he'd bring over some coke. And then they'd stay up like, till the next morning pretty much having sex because those kind of um, of drugs are uppers so you're going to be up for a while you know the more that you take the more you use the more you're, you're going to stay awake so she says in her own words I, I just want to share the experiences is that on mdma she says i want to cuddle and slowly fuck him sitting on top and something sexy says a 25 year old student from brighton then she says but on coke now she's going to share with us um, how she feels on coke. But on coke, I'd do anything to please Matt. It was like stepping out of myself. I forgot who I was. 
Nicola explains pretty much that the the more she had sex while she was high, the more extreme it became. So Coke helped her orgasm pretty easily. So now I'm wondering, I mean, isn't that the whole point, right? People's getting high so they could just sit there and orgasm easily. Um, so while it helped her orgasm easily, it left her confused, though, about what she wanted and whether or not she was actually consenting. So she goes on to say, one time Matt drunkenly texted me that he wanted that he wanted me to fuck him with a strap one, she explains. I found myself pissing on his face and fucking him up the ass in between chopping up lines of coke. Superficially, I'm sure these aren't Im- these images aren't transgressive, but it wasn't me, she says. So she says it was only um, when each section was over and after she sobered up that she realized that she wasn't behaving in a way that she would choose to without the drugs. The de- this inhibited nature of the sex felt great at the time, she says, but I had to deal with a lot of shame afterwards. I got photos of myself from this period, and I've never seen a sadder girl. My eyes were begging for someone to rescue me. So, um, sometimes it's a good idea at the time, and later on, sometimes when we sober up, it was a bad idea. It's really similar to when you drink. So, people have always mixed drinks and drugs with sex. Everybody, you know, from the, um, even, you know, drugs is not, um, like, it's, it's, it's a discriminatory thing. So bankers down to um, the um, the poorest homeless person can um, indulge in it. But over the past few years, it just seems like people want to have sex while more sex while they're fucked up. It's like fucked up sex has gone up mainstream. And a lot of music is full of references to that and gets the culture um, hooked on it. And then you have the stories of, of, of chem sex. Like I said, gay male Sex parties fueled by GHB, this um, oily drug or this thing that they take, and mephedrone and crystal meth. And those those um, stories are grabbing headlines as well. I was surprised to see. I had no idea. I just learned this myself. But the reality is that women are also increasingly um, starting to go into that field of drugs um, and adding drugs into their sex lives. So a girl on Reddit says, my boyfriend loves it when I take Vinase, a prescription drug to use treat ADHD because I'm more dominant and aggressive. I was also pointed towards a forum where people give their high orgasms a mark out of 10. Now, I want to share this thing that I seen. Now, one day I was, I can't. It was a prank, and it was on YouTube, because they do, like, a lot of pranks. And they have, like, people who prank and do their own individual thing. They have, like, groups of teens that prank, and then they have, like, couples who prank each other, and they get each other back, and they, you know, Doc, I'm sure you've seen it over the years. It's not, like, new. But there was this one couple, um, the guy, his wife, it was his wife, she's always drinking Rebels, but for some reason, something possessed him to take a Viagra and a drop of like I don't even think it was one Viagra. He just put like Viagras in her in her Red Bull. So they're getting ready to go to his parents' house or do it, run some errands and then run to his parents' house. So she's like, um, he's like, You wanna you wanna you want me to grab anything? You want me to grab you like a rebel? He's like, Yeah, she's like, Yeah, yeah, get the rebel. So he gets the rebel. You already like he tampers with it. And so she's drinking it 
as she's like moving through the house, making sure she get her bag ready. You know how you do a last minute check, she's doing her hair. You know what I'm saying? She's sipping on the Red Bull. So she got a good amount of this Red Bull that's uh, laced with Viagra all in it. So they get in the car. And, of course, he's documenting all of this. She has no idea. And he's, she just she's just so horny. It's a woman. She's taking a male-enhancement drug. But this is what it does to you. She would have had a normal day. She's at the red light holding up traffic, wanting to suck his dick in the car. <laughs> He's laughing, but at the same time, he's realizing how serious it's getting. Like, she can't even concentrate. Like, all she wants to do is jump over the seat and jump his bones. So they get into the store, and it's the same thing. Now they're at his parents' house. They're at his parents' house. Everybody's in the living room. She excuses herself, but, like, low-key, she keeps hinting at him, let's go upstairs and fuck. Let's go upstairs and have sex. And he's just like, no, because now it's getting out of here. Like, it's really getting out of here to push. She can't control herself, but he doesn't really want his parents to find out. But it's supposed to be like this prank because he wants to catch her doing all this funny stuff. She has no idea. She steps to the damn stairwell. He angles the camera to the stairwell. She's stripping naked on the stairwell. His parents is right there. His mom could just say, hey, let me get a, you want a glass of water? Let me go check. Let me check dinner and see her daughter-in-law just like stripping down. And she's playing with her. <laughs> so he had to turn the camera off. The next shot, he's upstairs with her in the room, pulling her in the room, like, what are you doing? She's trying to rape him. But they're at his parents' house. <laughs> Long story short, sex, drugs, drugs and sex, sex and alcohol, but certain things, could you imagine? This is just what it did to her. So you can only imagine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure if she wasn't, oh, she found out later that he put the Viagra in there. She was so mad. <laughs> She got him back later with um, another prank. But I think even he was surprised to see just how bad it was getting. Like, she wasn't able to control herself. Some, you know, some drugs, they take control of you. So now it says cannabis, for example, in the midst of the significant mainstream says um, it has sex-enhancing capabilities, like we already know. So um, a 25-year-old stubborn or suburban primary school teacher spoke out and said that, um, ooh, she's went through a phase of sending her friends pictures of her beside the table every Saturday date night with Prosecco condoms and a baggie of Coke laid out in a neat little nine. Now in a straight-laced long-term relationship, we stay, we stay in on Saturday nights with Chinese takeaway. So I guess she's, she guess she stopped. I don't know. What? Anyway, it says, sometimes we fuck for six hours at a time, she admits. It made me feel more confident to be all crazy. There was one time when I did a strip tease to the, to the weekend. <laughs> to the weekend. <laughs> Which is something I would obviously be embarrassed to do sober. But in the moment, I felt like a porn star. It definitely took the edge off of having sex with someone new. Oh, man. I don't know. This is what it is. And Sarah 24 says, I have generalized sex anxiety disorder. So it's actually really difficult for me to orgasm sober because I feel anxious pretty much all the time. Weed relaxes me. So for her, it's weed. Some, somebody says self-medicating themselves is um, makes the problem free. I mean, this is pretty much all that you just keep hearing, though, at the end of the day. Someone says, if I'm not high, I don't feel pleasure. Sex as an act has been scary for me since I started having it, and using stimulants helps me free myself. 
She said, the worst thing is that because I consider drugs and sex to be the most private and intimate things I can do, I always end up emotionally attached to the moment and the person I'm having sex with. Hmm. She said, um, the one that was having sex with the woman, the guy who was bringing the MDMA over, she said that her relationship with the guy continued, but she started to realize that, um, the, compli- the hookup had become complicated for her because she had feelings for him, but she couldn't tell if they were real feelings or if it was just feelings that she had for the guy because of the drugs. Because every time they had sex, they were on the drugs, so she wasn't sure. She, she wasn't sure she was chasing a love that never existed. And um, that's something that can happen as well, like I said. I mean, are the feelings real? The, the, at the end of the day, Nicola, this girl, she stopped, though, by the end of the article, and um, she just says that every now and again, though, she does get triggered to go back to doing the life of sex and drugs because she'll watch TV and she'll like maybe she'll watch like Scarface, you know what I'm saying, or she'll watch some something with the relation to coke or something being coke being crushed on the table and lines on the table on TV, and then she'll start to think there and then um, wonder and potentially go back to that. So yeah, I mean. I don't know that I'm saying, obviously, if you, you do what you do, you know, you, I don't judge anybody, you know, whatever you do is you do, you just, your, your vice is your vice, you're growing, they're all growing here, but I feel like, what is it, what happens though, if the relationship or the sex is only good because of drugs, I mean, other than just other connections and things like that, I mean, so then you always have to be on it, or what if you one person is on the drugs but another person isn't, so they're sober and they're fine, but the person they're with always seems to need always be need to be intoxicated or something to have sex. That's different. So you know you you understand what I'm saying? Like it just gets to be one of those things where it's just like, um, does anybody really enjoy? I mean, you know, sex, and I I think they do. Like I can see a guy's totally, you know, getting approached by somebody, and they like if a woman just starts fondling his. His, his genitalia area on top of his clothes, you know, I could definitely see him getting aroused and not being, not saying, oh, I can't perform for you right now because I need to have a drink first. You know what I'm saying? Although at the same time, if a guy does have a drink in the system and then somebody approaches him in the same manner, of course he's going to still do the same thing. It's just that now it's going to just, it's just going to feel a little bit more different. It's going to feel maybe a little bit better. But for women, I don't know. It says that for women, a lot of them say it's because they're looking for orgasms. And they feel that they um, get their orgasms or feel a connection or feel more, period, when they are under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Or like one woman says she felt empowered. You know, she was doing the striptease and then the other one just said she just had confidence. And just knowing that she could just, you know, fucking just be crazy, excuse my language, for six hours straight or more just um, empowered her. But I'm sure the entire time she was getting pleased. And I think, like, a lot of times this orgasms has a lot to do with it. So um, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I'm going to close out with the last article. And we are talking about sex and drugs. See you after the break. Chopper's Corner. Who, me? Y'all wondering what I like to do. What the, but I'm, let me see. So, me, I like, okay, so I'm a demisexual first. So, first, I need an emotional connection. That's already going to turn me on. Because to me, it's like mentally we already, like, you know, we did it. And then that alone was just another set stuff off. Of course, the liquor always make it better. And marijuana does not hurt, you know what I'm saying? You know. In the past, have I experimented with, and when I was younger, I tried to eat once. But it, it was just a half a pill, I'll be honest. 
and it was a really good feeling. But it was nothing that I did every time afterwards. And um, that's as far as it goes. As far so I guess I don't go no higher than loud if I did have to do something. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Y'all know y'all you're doing something, or y'all don't. You know, and that's fine. But we're going to um, talk about this woman here, who is the reason that I was inspired to do this article. And um, she says, "I can't have sex without being stoned." This is by, I believe, her name is Kelly Lonergan. Mm-mm. So Kenny says, Kelly says, I'd like to propose an addition to the long list of purported aphrodisiacs, marijuana. He says, marijuana, weed, cannabis, dope, Mary Jane, whatever you want to call it. Having sex while it can only be described as a magical journey. Here's why I always smoke pot before sex. One, weed ups my sex drive. I'm on a couple of different antidepressants, and while they work wonders for my mental health, they do no good for my libido. This was a huge problem before it even ended a relationship, but now that I've found weed, my formerly non-existent sex drive is now on high speed. I just can't get enough. Give me two puffs, and I'm ready to pounce. Okay, okay, okay. She ready. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Okay. Pounce on. Pounce on. My goodness. Two, I get turned on easily when I'm high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I occasionally take a night off to get stoned and watch television. Don't tell me you've never done it. And at times, it gets dangerous. I've recently started watching Sex in the City for the first time. And let me tell you, some of those scenes with Mr. Big, woof. I could even be watching the news and get turned on. What? James Tapper can be super sexy. Well, that must be the news anchor up in her town, because I don't know who that is. I don't know, child. Three, I become more sensitive to touch. When I'm high, the tiniest touch can do it for me. Even slightly shifting my position in my seat can get me hot. So you can imagine what it's like with the touch of a human. The simplest level of contact sends an electric pulse through my veins. Intensify that contact and I'm on fire. Four, smoking relaxes me. It's not that I'm uptight, but it's that I suffer from major anxiety. I can be doing nothing and be totally anxious. Usually I'm anxious about doing nothing. Weed is like a relaxing glass of wine after a long day, but with fewer calories. (laughs) Smoking before sex, I get super relaxed and nearly anxiety free. Weed lessens my stress, leaving my brain clear of worry, and I become more focused and in the moment. Five, I'm less inhibited, like everybody says with all these drugs. I'm super shy, and that can get in my way. I get so socially anxious that I literally freeze on the regular. Really, I become rigid, and my only movements are the shakes from my nervousness. When I'm high, I'm more comfortable with myself, And with other people. Most of the time when I'm sober, I get really tense when having sex. I feel as if I don't know how to move my body and become lost in my thoughts. Pass me the weed and I become more fluid. My body image issues melt away. I'm self-conscious about my body. I've got a wide set of thighs and a beer belly. AKA I'm a regular woman and I'm incredibly aware of all my imperfections. 
given the fact that I don't like looking at my own self in the mirror. I have a hard, I find it hard to be visibly naked in front of the opposite sex. Um, unless I smoke seven orgasms are through the roof. Okay. Because I have a confession. I've never orgasmed with a partner before. It's sad. But when I'm high, I get really close. Hmm. Interesting. Curious if it were just me. I asked around and it seems it's true. Weed maximizes orgasms. Orgasms while high are on a different plane of pleasure than regular orgasms, says Azul, my friend. He says that they're almost as if you can taste heaven. <laughs> she says she's easy, it's easier for to ask what she wants, um, that her creativity is enhanced. Um, she said, um, after a puff of fast, missionary doesn't exist for her. <laughs> She said when she's smoking, she really only she really sticks to one position and always down to try something new. Her eyes become always open to the possibilities that she never thought were possible. And lastly, 10, time slows down. Yeah. So she said weed and sex doesn't mean for everybody, but if she gets too high, sometimes her sexual encounters are bad. Like I said, with anything. It's like if you get drink too much, you get too drunk and you feel sick like you're going to throw up. You're not going to want to... Who's going to want anything in their mouth if they're feeling like they're going to throw up as far as like to suck or lick on? You know what I mean? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, she says, I'm not going to try it. So, yeah, I'm not, you know, nobody's judging anybody. We're just talking about it. Um, she seems to have an issue with anxiety. So that's what her situation is concerning why um, she can't. But maybe that's like it's just what I said with other things. I said some people sometimes they take one drug or she's on a drug for her, her anxiety that completely killed her sex drive. So now she uses this drug to up her sex drive. But like I said, this person might use this drug to feel sexy, but this guy, but now he can't get it up. So now he's running for this other drug, sexy. So you start mixing drugs, or maybe you want to drink along with this to get this feeling because this does this and this. And then so that's how it becomes, you know. But either way, this drug for her anxiety has put her in a position where now she cannot even enjoy sex without having to use a drug. I mean, I mean, thankfully, I like to say at least it was marijuana that she found. I feel like it's safe. Um, but, you know, it could have been any other drug because I gave you the list earlier and that list was pretty extensive. How do you feel about it? I mean, we could all be honest. We all know it. We, you know, drink. And sometimes we've all done dumb shit on certain drugs or alcohol, especially drinking too much. Wishing waking up the next day like, oh my goodness, what did I do? Certain things we know we just wouldn't do without, you know, certain drugs. What I would say is obviously be responsible always when having sex. But my advice to anyone is if you find yourself taking a specific drug that you feel you're using, not just for recreational use, but specifically when it comes to things like sharing your body with somebody else and doing risky behaviors such as having sex. If you find yourself taking a drug where you can't remember what you're doing or you black out, or it's a situation where um, you, you don't have control over yourself. You find yourself time and time and time again when you come from these come downs. You, put just, you have put yourself in another promiscuous, dangerous situation. Maybe you have another act of unprotected sex. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Or, you, or, or, or people tell you or, that you were doing things that you don't necessarily remember. This could be drinking as well. It doesn't matter what it is. When you have reached that point with this so-called drug and you, the reason you got introduced to it or you like it is one of the main reasons of sex, that's a good indication or a sign that you should stop. You know, 
what I'm saying, and leave it alone because it could, it could only end badly. You know what I mean? It don't make no sense of uh, taking it for sexual enhancement purposes if one, sometimes you don't remember the sex, or two, it puts you in certain situations where the sex is great, but you have um, some long-term disadvantages to it in the long run. So that's all I have to say for now. You can reach me at firechapelforpresident.com or hit me on the gram at firechapel or send me a tweet on Twitter. And I hope, um, I don't know, this episode was, um, if nothing else, informative and um, entertaining. I will be back later with another episode to kind of make up for my absence yesterday. And yes, I will be going back to the marathon when I'm done here. And I'm working on um, the next episode and other things. But it's early Sunday morning, 4.40 a.m. The sun has not yet risen here in New York City. So it should be a quiet Sunday. Don't plan to be moving around too much. But um, again, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Chop's Corner. I appreciate you all. Don't forget the anniversary episode will be coming up soon on Labor Day. I'm looking forward to that. So see you next time on Chop's Corner. Y'all be good. <laughs>